Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David, as always. Great episode on tap. We have Andrea of Sava, which is a delivery company with a heart. In this time in cannabis where there's so much corporate money and New York private equity dudes coming to California, it's nice to see a delivery company with some compassion. She pays people well. She's also super interesting. They have benefits. It's a good environment to work. And as a result, her customers pay more. They have bigger basket sizes. They tip. It really is a fascinating view on how to do this just a little differently. Uh, Andrea is also great. I think you're going to learn a ton. I learned a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to give a quick shout out and a request. I've been talking about Balanced Advisor on the show for some time now, and Many people have said to me, Brandon, it's great that you open yourself up, but it's kind of hard to come to you and sit down and have a real one-on-one. I just have like one or two quick questions. So I want to implore you guys to use me. I want to be used. So if you have a tough problem, if you just got a roadblock right now, send me an email message us on Instagram. We want to help. We like hard problems. All right, let's get into the show with Andrea of Sava. Andrea, so good to see you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. You reminded me that we first met virtually on mm-hmm. an on-fleet demo call. That's right. Which is a blast for the past. I honestly, I think, shout out on-fleet, still good friends. I go there all the time, but um, I maybe did, I'm not exaggerating, 2,000 demos. <laughs> well, the one you did for me worked. Was it great? Yeah. Can you tell still, me just a little a bit? Still on-fleet, still using You still on-fleet. use it? Absolutely. How much do you pay on-fleet every year? Oh, I don't pay the bill. Shut up. That, wow. Look at the CEO move just coming in here immediately. Yeah. Um, it's reasonable. What was that call like? Do you remember I, it? If you don't remember it, it's fine. I don't remember it. Yeah, but okay. I remember seeing your little face and I remember us like having the call, but I don't remember the actual demo. Dope. And But it worked. It worked. You signed Sold. up and and that was 2016 maybe? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Andrew yeah. Travis, my boss at the time, good friend of mine. He would be pumped Yeah. for this conversation. <laughs> Let's let him know. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell him. He doesn't listen. None of my friends actually listen to the show, which is hilarious. Rude. Like I'm, this is a, a brag, but like the whole industry listens to the show. None of my family or friends listen to the show. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is weird. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So, um, great to see you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We have our matching green teas. Yeah, yeah, some light caffeinatedness. Yeah. Um, well, let's get started on an easy one. This is long overdue. We've been trying to do this podcast, <laughs> and I will take the blame. I'm a diva, and I'm sure I was like, eh, my voice hurts, or some, <laughs> some nonsense like that. 
But when did we, I mean, it's been like a year and a half we've been trying to do this I think we've been podcast. talking for a while. One of your main investors is Big Rock. That's right. I like spending time at Big Rock. Shout out Mike, Joyce. Yeah. Joyce is going to be on the show when, Eric? Like, Okay. All right. Um, that's how I know of you originally. Mm-hmm. It's from Big Rock. So um, tell us what your company does. So Sava is a highly curated cannabis discovery and delivery platform. So we do a lot of education on how to use products, what new products are, how to use them for yourself in the best way possible. And then we also facilitate delivery throughout the Bay Area. Um, and give me a sense of the landscape here. Like, how do you place yourself, right? There's lots of delivery out there. There's mm -hmm. ease. There's the meadow model, right? Where it's like, they're kind of like eat 24 yes. for cannabis. So Put yourself in that landscape. Yeah. So we are, we are the platform, but we also do all of our own fulfillment, own our own tech. Okay. So we're the whole vertical stack in terms You're of- You're paying the drivers. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Drivers are our employees. They're employees. Yes, they are. They have healthcare. They have They have benefits. benefits. They have op. They have equity. They do have some benefits. Yes. All right. You know that's the debate in the world. I'm, Absolutely. I, I'm sure you're familiar. Absolutely. For, for me, I mean, uh, you know, it's important to treat drivers like any other member of the team. Well, I don't know how political you want to get. You can say I whatever can you political. want, but <laughs> I don't think they're employees for shit. I think that if you drive part time for anything. That's a part-time job. What if they're driving full-time? Like you make their hours like a server or like they decide when they want to work? So we, you know, I think, well, this kind of gets into some of what is different about Sava than other companies. So Please. we don't yeah. focus on let's get you something super fast. This mm -hmm. isn't, we're not delivering a quick high. We're delivering a high quality, sophisticated experience. Mm -hmm. So to that end... Um, we've never focused on the on-demand model. All of our deliveries are scheduled. So it's more like shopping on Instacart. So you go fill up your cart for the next coming weeks or next coming, coming months, and you get more of a big order rather than just like ordering a quick eighth. That's not really where we're at. What's the average time between customer orders? Um, our customer, it, it's of course a little bit all over the map if you know, and we can segment out people that are using more medically versus rec, but, um, most of our customers are ordering every two months. And what's the average basket size? 172. That's pretty good. Yeah. And are you like recommending a lot of additional products? Is it like Amazon style? Like if you like this, you'll probably like this. Is that? Yeah, we do have uh, recommendations on the site. And a lot of where we're going now is to sharpen uh, our tech capabilities to be able to continue to promote you gotta hire the recommendations. Somebody. You got to hire who? What kind well, of person you want to hire? We have two senior engineers now. So we've brought in our tech team. Uh, one of them has just moved into the VP of tech role. So he is the overall architect in helping us bring a lot of our data capabilities to life as we speak. How long ago did he start? He started with us a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're going to get a big boost from that on we the are. tech We've side. We've got a lot coming. In so the what's your stack look like right now? Onfleet, what else are you using? Oh. Uh, you don't want to say? That's okay. I ask questions all the time. People don't want to answer. Yeah, I'm not going to answer. That's that right your now. job to not yeah. to not answer. Um, 
okay. So there's lots of places to get delivery for mm-hmm. weed. We're in Venice Beach right now in LA. You live in San Francisco. You literally cannot open your eyes without seeing a place to order weed, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get people's attention? Where are these people coming from? That is an excellent question. So one... um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Great job with the question. So, I mean, I really think uh, authenticity of brand is a huge component of how to get someone to notice you. Uh, We have a really legitimate origin story in terms of how our company came to be. uh, And all of the team that works for me are also people that use cannabis for medical slash wellness uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. So creating a culture. How do you know that? They tell you that? We, yeah. They, they email you and say, I've got glaucoma and like, this is. We know just from, because we do, uh, all of my team has been trained by a nurse in terms of our customer service team, as well as our fulfillment team. So cool. there is a lot of bonding. We try, I try to cultivate within our team and making sure everyone is really up to date on the scientific knowledge and has a real connection to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the cannabis industry is not easy. There's great things about it, but then the challenges are so challenging and it's just a constant like up and down. And so I think, you know, it's funny. It's really a double edged sword for Eric and I, for producer Eric and I, because the cannabis industry also obviously is rife with challenges, but a big part of our business is helping people solve those challenges. And so it's kind of like, if this were easy and you could like use Stripe and Shopify and like, yeah. It'd be simple, you know? So for Eric, we're like a little contrarian about it. Like everybody, we're going to get to this later, but everybody's like losing their jobs right now. It's yeah. so like everybody needs more help than ever Yeah, in a lot of ways. Anyway, that's just a small balanced advisor plug in there. Got yeah. it. But um, what were we talking about? Sorry, tangent. I'm talking about drivers. Drivers. Okay. So let's talk about this model here. You pay the drivers. What do you pay the drivers? $15 an hour? More, $20 an hour? More. $25 so an hour? All in our drivers make between 25 to 30 an hour. That's a lot. As it should be. They're the face of the business for a lot of people. I mean, I really like that human perspective, but that's a lot of labor, right? It is a lot of labor, but we also have incredibly low churn. And so I have drivers that have been with me for years. And I think a lot of problem, you know... We are, especially right now, as the industry is in turmoil, you know, turnover of staff, it's incredibly high cost. Mm -hmm. I want my people with me. I want them as happy as possible. Totally. Hiring and firing people is expensive, especially in California. It's crazy. And I, I really believe, you know, for delivery, it's more important... It's, it's exceptionally important for that people's different touch points to resonate with the brand that they're buying from. Mm-hmm. And so having drivers that we feel great about, that believe in Sava, that are excited to work for the company is key. And so I want to pay people as well as we're able to pay them. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great place to work. How many people work there? So all in, we are 32 people. That's a lot. That in- includes the drivers. So again, oh. not all our drivers are full-time. It varies, but yeah. Um, And that's... That's really interesting. That's the whole ecosystem Because um, at OnFleet, I worked for a long time on an initiative to supply dispensaries and delivery companies with drivers. Mm. And that was kind of the next step of what I was working on. You know, OnFleet was the software and then we were going to put a network with it. That was kind of the idea. And I actually did this successfully with Kaliva for a year or so when they were just getting started with Mm -hmm. delivery. Um, 
it's a wildly challenging thing to do to hire and manage drivers, right? Like that's a that's it that's the be. crux of your business, isn't it? It's a huge component. We have again been very fortunate in that in creating a strong culture. I think that's what's helped with a lot of the staff retainment and also many of our drivers are customers that now have worked for us and then we provide incentives for them to refer more I mean, of their community to us. You're paying twenty five to thirty dollars an hour and, and what's that range? Is that based on tips? That includes or? tips. Got it. So they get all their tips. Imbursement. Absolutely. But you know the delivery thing is like I mean you you know about other delivery companies. Right? I do. Yeah, they're shitheads. Yeah. Okay. They <laughs> they like guarantee a certain dollar amount per delivery, but then if they're tipped that just comes out of the money that the company has to pay. Yeah. Not additional as a tip, right? Which is really, forget taking care of your employees, really disingenuous to the customer. It is yeah. because you think that you think it's more straightforward yeah. than it is. I don't want to subsidize DoorDash. Absolutely not. I'm not a venture capitalist anymore. I did that. And that's, you throw a lot of stupid money and a lot of stupid things. But as a consumer... If I, this like, this human is servicing me, right? Mm -hmm. And like, so I'm trying to, anyway, frustrations. I, I mean, again, I, I think every company has their core values. And for us, it's making sure that our team is happy to be with us. And there's a lot of different ways that we go about, you know, making sure that's the case. So you're at 32 employees. Mm -hmm. You're just starting to get to the size where you personally can't really know what's going on. <laughs> we might have already passed that point. You're close. You're yeah. right. You know, you're, you're in that zone, right? Yeah. Um, how do you maintain that experience, that quality? Because um, I, I can see you. You're on the phone before this, taking customer uh -huh. service calls, you know. Like, there's going to be a point where it has to... Well, it's also Be not bigger just, than you, you know? Yeah, it's going to get bigger than me. And also, how do we keep all of our values in place as we scale? Exactly. Uh, so I'm lucky that I have two incredible co-founders. So it's more than just me. And they are really overseeing a lot of the day-to-day -day business as I've continued to pull out. Tell me about them. Uh, so... Amanda Dens, she is our chief marketing officer. She does all the design, UX, communications, marketing, built the first front end of the website. Uh, so she helped a lot with the MVP when we first launched in 2015. Cool. So handles all that side of everything, even though we do work closely together. And then Megan Zori is our general counsel who moved into the COO role earlier this year. And mm -hmm. that really freed up a lot of my time. So she's normally the one taking those phone calls. She's normally the one taking those calls. So what do you do? Raise money? I'm raising money, working on the strategic partnerships, brand relationships. So tell me about, it's a classic two-sided marketplace, mm -hmm. although you've hacked one side. That's right. By hiring the drivers, right? Yeah. We're talking like venture capital language. That's, that's what you've done here. So tell me about where this weed comes from. Mm -hmm. and why anyone should trust you that you should pick their weed. Cause that's like a huge thing for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it goes to the why of Sava got started. Mm -hmm. Um, so in terms of how Sava came to be, uh, 
I had a very different career before cannabis. And then in 2010, I had a workplace injury. And the result of that injury was... What were you doing? You were in corporate America or what were you... No, I was uh, NGOs, nonprofits. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're like a really good person, huh? Sometimes. Try to be. Uh-uh. <laughs> nonprofit. What kind of nonprofit? Uh, health and human services, a lot of education, HIV and AIDS. Whoa. Did case management as well. Like in Africa? or like... Actually, I did do some of that. Where? Earlier in my career, I did some international development work, but really was trying to provide support for existing NGOs rather than coming in and telling them what to do. I uh, love Africa. It's so cool. East, west, north, south. I've only been twice. Well, I don't know if you include North Africa. I don't really. I'm talking about <laughs> sub-Saharan Africa. But like I went to Uganda. Oh, amazing. And it was amazing. Honestly, they have so little and they're mm-hmm. six times as happy as I am. Mm-hmm. And like when you think about that dynamic, it just puts all like I spend most of my day thinking about money. Yeah, right? that's what we do. Like money's we're oriented. It's going to that. away. It's coming in. It's going away again. You know mm-hmm. that like that's life. <laughs> it's like the tides coming and going. Well, right? yeah, that's the economy, right? It's forever, and um, it's just they live detached, but just in the best way possible. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy, and they again they have nothing, and they're smiling, and like we have everything, and. I'm worried about the stupidest things, you know? Yeah, we have the uh, chronic dissatisfaction ailment. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. Anyway, complete tangent. Yeah, so... It's Friday. Yeah, why not? So um, NGOs in my previous life, and then I had this injury. Where where, where in, in Africa were you? Oh, I uh, worked in Tanzania for cool. a year, uh, worked in Nigeria for six months, and then returned to the Bay Area and focused on organizations in san francisco okay like hiv stuff in san francisco mm-hmm. and needle exchanges and in, in that business more um case management and I, management i was working um in fair housing as well doing reasonable accommodations making well, people what is fair housing well i'm in that like, i know what it's supposed to be but like what does that actually mean because it seems like there's not fair housing in san francisco sure there. Well, and that's complicated, but there are certain (laughs) protections for people that have disabilities and are seniors. And so a lot of what I had been working on most recently before making this move was making sure that people were aware of their rights and then mediating between tenants and landlords to make sure that tenants were living. Eviction rights. Yeah. Keeping people in their homes. Should Should I talk about eviction, Eric? Is that? No. Okay. We're buying some real estate. Oh. And so it's a very timely thing you bring oh, up Oh, we there. have so much to discuss. Maybe afterwards. Yeah. It's not very on brand for this <laughs> show. Um, okay, so you're down here raising money. You're in LA. You're raising money. Yeah. How much have you raised already? Uh, so in right now I'm raising a second seed. We've got 700 in another 300 committed. So we're halfway. For this round. For this round. But what have you raised all time? Oh, all time. Um all in together, we I've raised 1.6. Since when? Since 2016. Okay. And you did So we a, did a lot of bootstrapping in the beginning. How much do you have in this business? I have about six figures in. It's a lot of money. Yeah. My heart and soul's in this. Your heart this and is soul. a labor of love. Is it going to work? It's going to work. This is a tough time, you know. 
it is a tough time, but you have to have the right plan. The economy you, hasn't even fallen out yet. Weed yeah. people are struggling and they don't even know. What happens when people stop buying weed? I don't think that's going to happen. Everybody keeps telling me it's recession proof, but you know what? If you go to the dispensary in Venice, if you go to MedMen, it's $65 eighths. Like you got to be out of control. And today or yesterday, Eric reads the news and tells me I hate the news, but, <laughs> but they said they're going to increase the taxes in California. That's very concerning. I mean, yeah. like it's not concerning. I, I don't look at it morally. It's like, why you guys are you trying are st- to kill our businesses? No, they're just stupid. Yeah. Like if they know they're not business people, right? That's right. the answer. Cause what they don't realize is that, do you want a bigger piece of a tiny pie or do you want a smaller piece of what's supposed to be a $7 billion market in California or whatever? Yeah. And by the way, all those fuck stains that put out all the data about how it's going to be $7 billion and then two years later, we're at like a billion and a half and everybody raised, raised and invested money based on those numbers. Yeah. Think about that, right? You raise oh, money. I raised, yeah. They're like, wow, it's going to be this much of this much. Mm-hmm. Well, that much is a fraction of what it's supposed to be. That's right. Which is why we see so many people are having problems now that raised on crazy high valuations. And they all got so much debt. We're not going to survive the debt. We're not. MedMen is so screwed, I think. Anyway, enough on <laughs> MedMen. <laughs> One of the biggest problems, though, is not just taxes, it's the black market. And when you talk about, again, going into a recession, the average cart size that mm-hmm. you said is 140, 170? 172 is our current number. That's a pretty big number, right? Mm-hmm. Do you double think, industry average. Yeah. And, you, and you're not doing like a bunch of deals and stuff, right? You're not. We do sales as yeah. well. Um, we partner very strongly with our brands, but yes. Good it's answer. not, it's not all related to sales. Um, yeah. You have loyal customers. They probably like the experience. And if it's medical for them, then they have a bigger budget for it. Right. Well, estimate the percentage of your customer base that's medical. I mean, we have a very, I would say of our, the people that are purchasing at least half have a very structured routine. And it's again, the type of demographic we've gone after and the type of brands also that we partner with. How structured? Like they order the same products? We see a lot of our customers that like they're purchasing, let's say they're like five tinctures for the next two months and they have their protocol dialed in. Mm -hmm. And so some of our partnerships have been with uh, medical caregivers in the space that trust that we're going to take care of their people. And so they're referring, um, their patients to us. Mm -hmm. And I still, I don't, while we don't really call them patients anymore, um, they still are patients. They still are patients. It's very, it's very real. And we, and so if I, let's say I'm 68 years old and someone refers me to Saba, how does that work? I've never had any cannabis in the world. That's the devil's lettuce. And my mom told me it's bad for me, but she died 20 years ago. So yeah, I guess I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So we do a lot of education on our website and try to make things as clear as possible because I needed that education for myself when I entered the space and started using cannabis medically. Uh, Tied to that is the fact that 
we have a customer service team that's available, chat, email, etc. But we also have a nutritionist. How, how live is the chat? Like, chat how, box is live. 24-7? No, during work, like traditional work hours. Got it. So you need somebody like in India, like... No, I have someone in San Francisco. But why can't I get it at three o'clock in the morning? Yet. We're getting there. India. Part of the raise. India. Part of the Part raise. Part of the raise. Back yeah. to the raise. So you've raised to date 1.6. Mm-hmm. Over a pretty good amount of time, though. I mean, the bulk of that was last year and this year. So last year was 800, and then I've raised 700 this year. So previous to that was, you know, little so bits amount. And then my where'd the 800 in. come from? Big Rock? Uh, Big Rock was a part of it. Uh, Founders Fund was also. How was that? Uh, getting connected to them, which Big Amazing. Rock facilitated that relationship. Okay. Um, Mike. Met the, yeah, well, yeah, yeah Mike uh, and Joyce put on a great event and then people from Founders Fund were there. And then Which event was this? It was a, a an, an kind of like an investor mixer event. Like a New West Summit? Thing? tied to that about a year ago it I was last was october i think i was there yeah and they gave us a nice place to showcase ourselves and it was you know basically three hours of micro pitching okay. and we filled up our seed round within a month after that is that your strength i think it's a strength yeah yeah absolutely what do you do best i think connecting people to what our vision is and connecting to people in general storytelling yeah that's a strength of mine too very interesting how that works. Like when you're young, there's this real emphasis on technical skills because people want to somehow de-risk you. Like they got to like take a chance on hiring somebody. And so they got to say like, oh, you know JavaScript, right? Like I can, I can hang my hat on that. But I think as you get older or a little more experienced in businesses, there's sort of like this intangible like X factor and it's not like you can't really put it on a resume. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've got the X factor. Well, and then that's it. I mean, I'm not trying page. to hype you up too hard. Yeah. I'm just saying like <laughs> in a general sense, that's a thing yeah. that like, look, you've raised a million seven or whatever. That's not an easy thing to do for anyone, but for a woman, it is harder. And Eric and I talk about this all the time. We try to have women on the show. There's just not as many of them. They're just not. Talk to me a little bit about that. Obviously, you had a lot of conversations with a lot of middle-aged, rich white dudes because that's what venture capital is. Mm-hmm. There's guess, some great female investors out there, but Cyan I Cyan Bannister's with, great. Yeah. Um, yes, Cyan is great. But there's a handful, right? Eileen Lee, dope. You know, know. Cowboy Ventures? That's a good one for you to know. She's dope. She does like this stage stuff too. Anyway. I don't know if she does weed stuff though. I have to find out. So, um, but yes, it is a lot of, it is what, mostly what has that, that experience been like? Like you've been doing it four years, four and a half years, just grinding yeah. it out. Forget the weed industry for a second. That's hard enough. People hear about those challenges on this show every week, but as a woman and sure in the cannabis industry, like, but more just in venture capital, just trying to, Raise money is hard, right? It It is hard, but there are legitimately parts about it that I love because, oh, you know, the best part about it is I get to talk about a company that I believe so much in that I'm so excited. And I really think 
we're just at the beginning. We have so much we're going to accomplish and want to accomplish. So getting to tell people about why we're here, what we're doing and where we're going, that's very enjoyable. That's fun. That's exciting. And being able to like get people What's connected the worst to that part? vision. Uh, the worst part is, let's see, uh, what can be hard is defending all of your assumptions when you're in it in going through your pro forma mm-hmm. and someone is really ham, you know, when someone's paying close attention, which ultimately you want an investor from me that they really are paying you attention because I want an asset. Mm-hmm. I want a strong ecosystem around me and I want mm-hmm. people that are going to push me to be better. Mm-hmm. So typically the tougher an investor is, the more I want them because I know they're going to push me. But And in order to be tough, you have to be very engaged. You have to learn and pay attention yeah. and- And you can tell, I think, the people that really take the time doing that versus Mm -hmm. not by the intensity of the questions. I'm a pretty good investor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no. Like, I'm going to FaceTime you in the morning and be like, what are you up to today? You know? Because I don't run a company like that. Like, we have businesses, but my time is free to talk to people like you and try to solve problems and learn things and, you know, and... Um, I'm very fortunate that way, but like I know people like you are literally in their email on the phone. I don't know. You tell me 14 hours a day, 13 at, hours a day, at least 12 hours a day. So what Eric and, it's and I every half hour throughout the day. Yeah. So what Eric and I try to do is we try to, when the time is right, talk about your life more generally and what the future looks like and what you're planning for and whether you're sleeping at night and whether, you know, you have fun ever or whether you have time to read a book or get laid. I mean, that's real, right? It's real. People need to have sex. Yeah. Like if you're a founder and you're never having (laughs) sex, that's problematic. It's problematic, right? I mean, I believe you need to take pleasure when you can get it, especially as this world gets crazier and crazier, which also gets back to why that's cannabis a great way to put it. Yeah. is so important. It's important. Because for me, it was a very medical entry because I was using it to handle a disability and to recover from a disability. But uh-huh. as my journey continued, I came to understand that, you know, it wasn't just medical, it was wellness, and then it becomes quality of life and enjoyment, which brings us to pleasure and... You know, you, I mean, to me, pleasure is an important part of quality of life. Otherwise, we're just, what's the point? We're not living. Mm-hmm. And we're just animals if you don't yeah. take advantage of those situations, right? Exactly. That's why I moved here. Hmm. Well, I moved to LA. I was, no one was more San Francisco than me. <laughs> like, I am a tech bro, like through and through. <laughs> like, I, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, it's my entire 20s. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't regret it. It made me a much smarter person, but, um, it's so stressful and Sunday morning people are in the coffee shop, like typing away and fucking losing their mind. And I was like, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live here. I've got plenty of money. I'm moving to somewhere where people enjoy themselves, you know, Mm. like life is too short. Yeah, you need to, I think a challenge of mine and I think a challenge of most entrepreneurs and just people in general is maintaining balance. I feel like that is my constant struggle in life. But so hard. knowing that it's my struggle is it's something I keep thinking about and, regularly. And it's this sort of constant struggle, right? Like yeah. 
I frequently get out of whack, out of balance, like mm-hmm. for a month or like six weeks. Yeah. Either way. And it's like, like, when was your last day off? Yeah. When was the last time or when was that day off really a day off? Did you actually unplug? Or I also have times where I have a week or 10 days where it's like, I probably should do some work. Oh, I haven't had one of those in a long time. Like That's what I'm really saying, because you're in the crazy I'm in the rat crazy. race, you know? Yeah. And I dip into that. I ruminate in your problems for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. I try to offer my advice. Yeah. And then I go back to the beach. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll come down here some more. Do it. Yeah. We have a $15,000 a month retainer. <laughs> that's the truth but i wouldn't charge you that i wouldn't charge you that please come anytime yeah um this has been so fun yeah thank you for joining me thank yeah. you for joining us My pleasure yeah absolutely what okay i want to have a little fun um give me the top three fuck-ups from other delivery companies that aren't yours you don't have to name any names oh my but what goodness. are the things you see over and over and over again that are terrible Oh man, are we talking about like the experience of receiving the package or just the online experience? Because both. I mean, I the. I mean, for if there's me, five, go for, for five. For me, the. I mean, I still think a lot of the, the whole shopping experiences can be lacking, and that can be a real barrier to entry. Though that was exactly something that I wanted to solve for. Is like I wanted a more sophisticated shopping experience that spoke to the type of consumer I am, mm-hmm. and I still think there is. What a, type of consumer are you? I am someone who is very discerning about what I put in my body, and I want to know where it's coming from and how to utilize it or how to consume it properly. Okay, and more specifically, flowers, concentrates, edibles tinctures gums patches yeah sublingual. where is it grown how is it extracted who did the so extraction less form that. factor more origin story i like i want to know you like all every, of it you like everything though and i think to me that was you know what was missing for me was as i was coming to cannabis and then you know i had you know part of my recovery from being bedbound was i had a friend who's a grower give me a personalized education of how to use cannabis for myself. Mm-hmm. So, and then it was like, why didn't I come to cannabis sooner? Now I have this person, but how do I replicate this for other people? Mm-hmm. And when I went to deliveries and dispensaries, I couldn't replicate it. Yeah. I couldn't find like all the details Who does I the want. best? If it wasn't you, are you in LA yet? I'm not in LA. Okay. So I'm in LA. Okay. Who do I like? Where should here? I get my weed? What's the best? If I, well, one work, we're moving down here, but I will say... Well, let me know how I can help. Yeah. All right. Let's continue talking about that. Um, I like Toker a lot. Okay. Yeah. I think... I met those um, guys once. I think those guys, I think there's, they have the same type of uh, vibe and approach that we do. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. Yeah. I think um, it's good to know the people out there doing it right. And do you have a, a retail store you like a lot? Uh, I like apothecarium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always nice stuff. It's expensive, but it's nice yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I also think they're doing it right. They have really strong focus on education. So I, when I look at people that play in the same space of me that I respect, it's usually the people that really care and mm-hmm. you can tell. Mm-hmm. And they... It, weed people. Yeah. Weed I mean, people. you like weed. I love like it's like yeah this is my life now like we're going to smoke weed after this yes, like you we like are. weed and that's increasingly i spoke at and maybe i should consider the audience i spoke at a cannabis and real estate conference okay. two weeks ago 
fun. Which is good. I, look, but I'm about the money, people? you know. Were they weed people? Before the talk, I said, raise your hand if you consume cannabis once a week. Swear to God, I was the only motherfucker with my hand up. That's crazy. It was all suits, you know. $1,000 yeah. a ticket for the day. So, you know, who can afford that? I get it. And it was this exclusive room, a lot of money in the room. We made many good contacts, of course. Mm-hmm. I speak middle-aged white man. Yeah. And that's just the truth, right? It's yeah. just the truth. We had Betsy Kabaker on a few weeks ago, and her and I talk about this all the time. She's a good friend of mine. And she's like, look, I go in a room with a bunch of old dudes, and I don't know what to do. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I get that, you know? And so I'm just going to tell you how great a person I am. But I just like try to, when I'm with her somewhere, Mm -hmm. I try to just like include her. Yeah. You You need to find the way to connect with people, which is a skill. But Betsy is incredibly Mm -hmm. easy to connect with, you know? It's not like, like, it's just that. No, Betsy is lovely. Yeah, she's lovely, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're having dinner on Sunday. Oh, tell her I say hey. I will. Um, (laughs) This has been so fun. Yeah. What's the website? Give the website. www.getsava.com. Okay. And what's your favorite product on the platform right now? Oh, favorite right now. Um, I am loving Cosmic Views 3 to 1 Tincture. Yum. Yeah. Why theirs? What's special about theirs? Uh, It's just, I love their... One, they that company has an amazing origin story. Um, I love their founder's story. Really clean, high quality, olive oil based medicine. Mm-hmm. And three to three to one is always a favorite ratio yeah, of mine. Sure, That's yeah, great. I even like like the eighteen to one. I'm into too. Oh yeah, like in the different morning, times in the of the morning. day. Exactly. Yeah. That's great for the day. But as the afternoon and what's evening, your daily routine like are you on any other cannabinoids I, I noticed you like don't get high all day which is good but i don't i start um my day usually with like eight to one cbd uh-huh. and then every few hours and then i also like to take thcv or vape thcv got it for focus nice mm-hmm. very cool yeah um, and then the thc starts getting bumped up five o'clock and onwards yeah oh. <laughs> anything else you want to talk about anything else you want to talk about eric yeah, how did you get into this why why weed um and you know a decade ago would have never guessed this is what i'm doing with my life um so as i was mentioning totally different career before i got here and then i had an injury in 2010 that affected my spine and left me with really severe chronic pain uh, nerve damage, and also limited mobility, especially with my arms. Um, I thought I'd be fine, you know, a few weeks, maybe a few months. And then I just, all I was given mostly by my doctors was pain medication. You know, I got a couple physical therapy sessions, but when you have a really intense injury, 10 sessions does not help your body. And so I also realized when having chronic pain, you will do anything to make it stop because it's not just the pain, it's that your mental health starts to tank. Um, So I kind of found myself in this dark hole of, you know, two to four weeks becoming two to four months, becoming 12 months and more. My doctor's telling me to go on permanent disability, not going to return to a desk job ever again. And this became my life. And then one day out of desperation, I reached out to a friend who is a grower and 
told him what was going on. It's like, is, can, Han- can cannabis help me? And he started giving me a very personalized education, started bringing me fresh flour, was helping me with tinctures and topicals, explaining ratios. This is before CBD was available everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'd never even heard of CBD. This mm-hmm. is the days where people still didn't know what CBD what year was. Is this? this is 2013 going into 2014. Okay. Feels not that long ago, but yet it, it is, in the yeah. industry, lifetime ago. And in just one month of working with him and experimenting, I weaned off all of the pain medications I'd been taking for years. And the my mood elevated. I was able to go for walks. I mean, it was... Like, I still, when I talk about it, I can't always believe that it's real, but it was real. Because mm-hmm. it was such a dark time, and it's so fuzzy and painful. But then I had this thing that was completely unexpected, which was cannabis, bring me out of it. And... The question for me was, why didn't I come to cannabis sooner? And there's all for all these barriers to entry, not understanding it, didn't realize it could work for these types of things. Products weren't marketed in a way that really spoke to me. I didn't know how to access it in the way, you know, myriad of things of not just not understanding even all the ways and forms it could be used. Topicals. What were topicals? I'd never heard of topicals before. I use topicals every day now. And I think that's going to be a Papa con- and Barkley or what do you love use? Papa and Barkley love sweet relief. Mm-hmm. Um, also love cosmic view. I like to mix it up. Mm-hmm. They're all amazing. Um, but yes, those are some, of, those are some of my top favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and really I wanted to solve for all of those things and make like, you know, if, if I'm out here with my life that has now been drastically improved by cannabis, my guess is there's a ton more people whose lives can be improved. And so that was really the first motivating factor. And then I was meeting all these amazing makers and that were doing artisan products that were telling me that they can't get their types of products on shelves. And most of these were women-founded companies. So from the get-go, we focused on women-owned brands and making sure that at least 50% of the brands on our platform are women-owned at all times. And you have so- an idea of your customer base, how much is women? Women? I know it's 51% are female. Okay. That's really high for a it's weed company. It's really high. Yeah. yeah. So we go after that demographic. We're not exclusive to that because tons of men want our shopping experience sure. and the products we have too. Um, Do you know how you fare in the gay community? Well, I am a gay lady and uh, also Megan, uh, two of the three co-founders we are queer uh 77% of our team is queer i think we resonate very well in the gay community cuz i just wonder like obviously women but then like what percentage of the male population cuz it, it it's all um, we don't collect that type but of data but it's siloed you know <laughs> yeah like these are the way these things work like if you think about brands and values and the way that mm-hmm. we identify with them mm-hmm. it's no surprise like Chris of Somatic has been on this show too. He's a, I love he's a good friend. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the same conversations. Like a lot of his base is gay because yeah. like it's him and it's authenticity him and rules, who he is you know. And he's out in the community. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. whoever's buying uh Dan Bilzerian Ignite stuff identifies with his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's just the truth. That's the way branding works. If you drink Jack Daniels, you're, yeah. you're buying that, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know where I'm going with that. I was just. Well, I mean, I think it brings back to some of what I was saying earlier, which is authenticity is everything. Is key. It's everything. No one else can be me and my co-founders mm-hmm. and my team mm-hmm. and our belief systems. Mm-hmm. And you can't mm-hmm. duplicate that. It doesn't come in a bottle. And I think those, the authenticity component shines through not just in the culture of our staff, but in all of our branding and marketing and that there's a real belief here. And I believe that has sustained our growth. So your customer base um, has bought into this narrative, right? That's all brands are, narratives that we identify with, right? Which is wonderful. And the more authentic it is, the better, right? The more you can identify with it. You're raising a round right now. I am. Do middle-aged men, weed investors identify with that narrative? Because it's not unique, right? You realize it's not unique. I know it's not unique, but I think what... It's not common. It's not common, but but I think a lot of people in this space, not everyone, but a lot of people have entered because they've also had their lives touched by cannabis. And a lot of times when Investors though? Investors too. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Big Rock are great people. Mm -hmm. Arcadian has been on the show. I know that you're messing with Arcadian at the moment. I love Arcadian. Me too. Great guys. But there's a lot that I won't name that aren't so friendly. They're yeah. a little sharky. Well, it's also finding the right investors for you. They might, you right? know, it seems the further east you come from, the bigger the sharks. Apparently, the sharks in the Atlantic are a lot bigger than the oh ones in the goodness. Pacific. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have some great east coast investors. All right. Look, and I say the inflammatory girl, so. things. Yeah. And you bring it back to you. That's the uh-huh. way this, yeah. this kind of works. You know, what part of Jersey are you from? Bergen County. Okay. Paramus. Both my parents grew up in Mount Holly, like Cherry Hill area, Southern Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Basically like Philly. You know? uh, yeah. Where's Bergen County? New York, like upstate? Yeah. It's like I was, I'm like a half hour by train out outside of New York City. That's not bad. Yeah. It was great. Spent, once you discovered you can do that when your, you're 15. Your face that's, lit up when yeah. you said that. I have good memories. Cool. Did we talk <laughs> about anything else? We talked about a little bit of the fundraising. Okay. So do these investors, tell me how it's going. You're a woman, a gay woman in cannabis. I'm a gay woman in cannabis. You've it's raised true. a good amount of money, but you need to raise a bunch more. Absolutely. How much do you want to raise right now? So we are raising a second seed of 2.5. And so we're almost halfway there. And Congratulations. It. Thank you. And, and this is a note or? It's a note. Okay. What's mm-hmm. the cap on the note? 14, 20% discount. That's nice. Keeping it reasonable yeah. this whole time. And it's a sensitive time. Yeah. And people need to be mindful. And it's half soft circled or you have the money? Uh, Half. So of that half, majority is wired and then a little twinges are soft circled and then moving it forward from there. And what does that make your runway? Like, are you good for a while now? When it fully gets filled? Yeah, we're going to be. We're good now for a bit. And then just trying to really be practical, keep us focused keep our burn low and just keep our heads down and do what we're doing and keep us solid all for next year. And what's the revenue goal? You don't have to tell me what your revenue is right now, but what's the goal based on that money that you're going to raise? In terms of like monthly revenue or overall revenue? However you want to answer the question. Yeah. So, I mean, moving it away from revenue, our goal is just to dig deeper into the Bay Area, where is, which is our base. And okay. Then, what's the KPI that you, what's the first thing you think about the KPI that you 
every day? Oh, user growth. Just users. Yeah. Repeat users or new users? Both. Both. Acquisition and retention. Churn. We have What's incredibly your high. What's your acquisition cost? It's about 80 right now. Okay. And where are you spending that? We do a lot of our marketing, like, again, building our content, focusing on SEO, email uh -huh. marketing campaigns. So we are able to play around with some out of home, uh -huh. um, but again, really focus on our partnerships, but want to build towards doing more out of home. We have a new campaign that we launched a month ago called Rethink Cannabis. It's our umbrella campaign and we have a lot of activations that are going to happen underneath that cool. and that's what we're trying to do is get the people that are on the cusp you know reaching out to the people that already understand cannabis but a lot of the demographics we're going after are the people that are open but haven't tried it yet and mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do is get them to rethink cannabis well i think that's as good a place to wrap up as any it's been really fun yeah. thank you for joining me yeah.